0: I was thinking about what my favorite commercial is, and I don't know when I'm going to ever have an excuse to talk about this commercial on this podcast. So here we go. The best commercial ever. You've probably seen it. It's a New York City local commercial, and it is a delight. Okay. Here's the commercial. I'm going to tell you what it is at the end Aliens that come to Earth.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I know exactly. I know exactly. <laughs> I slept. this is an this is like years ago this commercial right when, when we were like kids like yes yes, a while. yes but when we were like eight right or like yes 10. yes
0: <laughs> aliens come to earth right <laughs> naturally the aliens are coming to earth and they're getting a message from their like leader alien to be like where are you guys come back to like the home planet and they ignore the message And do you know why the aliens are ignoring this message? Where do you think they went?
1: Yes, I know. They went to...
0: Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me as always is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say something to our beautiful audience.
1: Something to our beautiful audience.
0: Wow, what wit on this podcast. So this is the Lyric Boys podcast. We take one of our favorite bands and we look at 10 of their craziest lyrics, you know, lyrics that are just zany, absurd, funny and ridiculous. And we kind of dissect them a little bit, but not in a sort of really smart analytical way. We kind of we just look at those lyrics and we find a place to tell jokes and tell stories and, and, and find some humor in them. Is that not right, Andrew?
1: Uh, that's correct. I believe, uh, yeah, I think that's it.
0: That is correct. Thank you. So I got the podcast right. I know what podcast I am on. And on this episode, we are talking about System of a Down,
1: which... Oh, yeah, we are, baby.
0: They have some truly absurd, insane lyrics. I'm incredibly excited to dive into them. Andrew, mm-hmm. you were the one who, let's just say, turned me on to system of a down is that also true
1: well yeah oh yeah i mean there was a there was a few defining moments for me musically that kind of blew my fucking head off one of them is seeing the music video for the song byob uh on mtv by system of a down and uh Remember when I first saw that music video? That was two thousand five. I was in eighth grade, and uh, I was—it was, was just—I was shocked. I was just shocked that music <laughs> could sound like that. Uh, and so I went out and got um, "Hypnotized and Mesmerized," which was a double album released that year in two thousand five. And then uh, I—this was this was a, a perfect. Example of the age of LimeWire, where I then LimeWired illegally downloaded uh, a bunch of the rest of their catalog. I can't
0: believe you're admitting to that. And I just have one thing to say Hot mic moment. You wouldn't download a car, would you?
1: Let me tell you something. I honestly would. If I I could 3D print. Yeah, I love that. That's like the, the like, listen, you're stealing, okay? Well, fucking, if I had a 3D printer that could download a car from the internet for free, I would 100% do that.
0: Absolutely. So, I I didn't know anything about System of a Down before this podcast. And um, they are very much a band and a genre of music that I was very... I just was not was not in my life for growing up or, or, or much before this. Um but you did mention to me how their lyrics are this interesting combination of absurd and ridiculous and silly and sexual mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. lots of like lyrics about um let's say injustices and uh societal ills and, and kind yeah. of very political and very like this is what would make the world better. We need this now, whatever that is. Um mm-hmm. and that was kind of interesting to hear. Now let's just say yeah. I don't know anything about them. What would Wikipedia how would Wikipedia our favorite help me website?
1: Out? Yes. Wikipedia, our favorite website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh Wikipedia, you want to hear the genres classified? You know. It, it's alternative metal, new metal, heavy metal, hard rock, and progressive metal. So okay. let me just debunk uh, because I'm the resident metal expert here on yes. the Lyric Boys. Yes. let me just debunk the idea of System of a Down being fucking new metal, okay? <laughs> new metal spelled N U, you okay. know N U metal. Heard of it before? Um, yes. Yeah, so that was the the movement. That was like the hard rock movement in the late '90s, early 2000s, where you had bands essentially like, um, POD, kind of like Corn was one of those bands, um, and. Man, I mean, even like Nickelback borders on that. And it's just what you would consider, um, what anybody would consider kind of like Limp Biscuit style, like bad. Metal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. People would say, "Okay, all right." A better way to classify this is wrestling metal. Okay, a lot of a lot of uh, people re- refer to new metal as wrestling metal, where like you turn on like WWE and it's just like mm. that. Listen to the music, like in your head. When I say WWE Raw, you hear that music in your head. That's new metal. Okay, Sism of a Down is not that. They I only hear got
0: Sufjan Stevens's Death with Dignity after okay. I hear WWE. Yeah, I so that a very so Beyond nice Stevens
1: uh, wispy, also new metal,
0: yeah, indie rock song,
1: <laughs> just on so acoustic guitar about death. Uh, That's
0: what I'm assuming is what you're talking about, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the only reason that System of a yeah. Down got uh, categorized into new metal is just because they came out in the same years mm. that new metal was big, and they were metal, so people were like, "Oh, I guess they're new metal." Same thing with Slipknot, which is just—it's okay. all bullshit. You want me to go over their discography real quick?
0: Just tell me what are their big ones. What like if I were what are the, like their two biggest albums?
1: So their biggest album to date is Toxicity, which came out in two thousand one. I would say their next biggest album was the double album Mesmerize and Hypnotize, which both came out in two thousand five, and that featured ByOB, and that actually was their only album I think to chart on the Billboard two hundred. Okay. And uh, yeah, it. it they got, they get, like, radio play on, like, rock stations, which is interesting. When you hear their sound, again, yeah, it's, like, their lyrics can go from um, indicting the U.S. government's uh, drug, war on drugs, to, like, I'm talking about, like, f- fucking feet.
0: They are, like I said, very much a band that I did not grow up with. So the first time I heard them was Because of You, and it was truly a shocking moment in my life i was in a car with you <laughs> yes yes and two other friends from college who all grew up on system of a down and then it was me and a high school friend and this was after a new york jets game in which we basically just hung out and day drank the whole day and you guys were all very hype and you played system of a down and you knew all the lyrics and you were singing along and me and my high school friend who were like from the city who grew up on like classic rock and like indie rock were just shook. I remember seeing my friend's face and he was like panicked. He just didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to process any of it because the band, so my, I read like a, I kind of view them as very theatrical. They're very Mm -hmm. large, very Mm -hmm. big performances. Yeah. And it kind of, to me sounds like it's a bunch of Broadway singers who got like somehow ended up in a hardcore band. That's the vibe I get. Because the music is very loud and metally, and then the singers are like whoa, bow, whoa like just that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that's, like, that's how they sing. Yeah, that's, that's well, Serge,
1: shot. I believe, has um, had a lot of classical training. I don't know to the extent that he does, but I know yeah. that. He, so right now he scores. Right now he scores um, okay. like some films. He actually has this is actually pretty timely because he has a film out right now that just came out mm,
0: that he's um, or that he is like about him. He or scored
1: he it. Okay. He scored it. He directed it. Um, okay. let me just bring it up. right. Okay. So it's a documentary called truth to power. Okay. Just came out, uh, I guess last year, April, 2020. Um, and it's, the description I haven't seen it, so I don't I don't know much about it. I know that he scored it, and the description is: Serge Tankian, lead singer of System of a Down, uses music as a voice for social and political change. I think that I was listening to Serge talk to another podcaster, okay. who is our direct competition. Obviously, wow, so he I did us <laughs> dirty. But basically, he was talking about how um, this documentary not only. Uh, and again, it, it's the same kind of themes you see in *System of Down*, where it's like it's not only about social injustices, but it could also get silly. It's also about Serge's life growing up. It's about um, his relationship with his father. It's about um, how he came to be this type of person, right? He he started as like a marketer person, and then he went mm-hmm. to school to be a lawyer, and he he was like, I fucking hate this, and um, and it it just talks about his relationship with. Uh, social injustice, specifically the Armenian genocide, and uh, what that means to him, and also it—you know—there's there's some nice parts of his life.
0: Cool. So I'm pretty ready to go into the lyrics, but before then, I want to give a quick shout out. So this episode is the first of plenty of many episodes that we are doing in partnership with Beats Per Minute. So Beats Per Minute, if you don't know, it's a music website. And it's one of my favorites. I used to write for them back in the day. And that was very fun. You know, I got to interview bands and go to concerts and all of that. And I loved it. And they have podcasts that they feature on their website. And the Lyric Boys is one of those podcasts. So this is a very new relationship. But basically what this means is we're still going to be releasing on Spotify and and Apple and, and all those places. But also... Beats per minute will be sharing the episodes and we're going to try to brainstorm some comedy music content that we can make with them. And, and you know, it's a new relationship, so we'll see where it goes, but we are very excited to be featured by them. And we're very happy that they enjoy the podcast and they want to share it with their audience. So if you are a lyric boys content hound, which we know if you're listening, you are a lyric boys content hound, then check out beats per minute. And also, subscribe to the Lyric Boys podcast, because you don't want to miss a podcast. Because imagine that feeling of shame and utter disappointment in yourself if you miss the Lyric Boys episode. I, oh, <laughs> man. I can't. I, Lucian, I wouldn't want to be in that position.
1: Do you feel the NRE that we have with Beats, par, beats Per Minute?
0: The NRE.
1: The new relationship energy that feeling okay. that you get when you're in a new relationship and it's, everything is exciting and everything is like you're like happy all the time and you keep thinking about that person they're in your head you feel that with beats per minute i do feel that and <laughs> i i find myself
0: doodling in my notebook little hearts and i just keep writing bpm yes. and then Me i too. Uh, Me too, <laughs> i do like a, i write a heart around bpm and if it's some errors in it also like i poke bpm on facebook all the time and then i text it and be like hey you didn't poke me back what's up with that
1: i just went over to a tree in the park and i carved lb and bpm in a heart Mm
0: -hmm. forever yeah i saw some wet concrete and of course i wrote tlb love bpm
1: yes anyway
0: (laughs) beats per minute is very cool they have good taste Clearly, because they are fans of Andrew Stieglitz. If you're a fan of Andrew Stieglitz, that means you have impeccable taste. So, it's beatsperminute.com. Check him out. Give him support. All that. So, hey, let's transition into the meat of this podcast. Andrew, can you give me your first system of a down lyric?
1: Sure can. So, my first lyric from this amazing, hard, and heavy rock and roll outfit uh, is from the song <laughs> is from the song Bounce which is on the seminal album Toxicity okay. a 2001 masterpiece in my <laughs> humble opinion. Okay. Um, the lyric is I went out on a date with a girl a bit late she had so many friends I brought my pogo stick my pogo stick just to show her a trick she had so many friends so what do you think the response to that is the guy brings a pogo stick to a date maybe they're meeting in a bar or something or a restaurant and he shows Mm -hmm. up and he's like i brought my pogo stick just to show you a trick But she clearly shows up with so many friends, right? So she's bringing a lot of friends. He's bringing a pogo stick. I don't necessarily know if this relationship ended up in marriage.
0: It's the type of thing that either this is exactly what they both want and therefore that's beautiful and we should cherish this or this is not a great. Neither of them realize that this is a date. It's it's one of the two because in a way I can imagine these people met on Tinder and the girl is one of those people that has only photos with big groups of friends that you can't tell who she is. And the guy has all these photos with pogo sticks. So naturally <laughs> like that would be great. Right. You would. Cause if your whole vibe is pogo stick and you're like, you're. What is that?
1: What is that? Vi- is, is the, does that personality exist? I mean, it must. Well, well t- because there's 6 billion people in the world. Right. But like, Is there a guy, do you think, that his whole personality is just my life revolves around the pogo stick?
0: Well, I was thinking that if if that were the case, let's say, on Tinder, and your personality were all pogo sticks, then naturally I feel like that was your in, so you have to bring it to the date. And then in terms of who is that person that is super into pogo sticks, (laughs) I can see that being someone who is into hacky sacks. I could easily see that being like the um gateway drug to pogo sticking hula hooping too hula hooping as well hacky sacking pogo sticking the trifecta of oh frisbee as well frisbee frisbee golf and ultimate frisbee and also i want to get back
1: i want (laughs) to get back to this thing that you said you said his in was the pogo stick yes that so obviously he had to bring it i have a number of questions for you there do you think that they that they were DMing on Tinder, right? He had a picture with a pogo stick, right? You think All that they pictures. were only talking about his pogo stick? And she was like, oh my God, like the thing that sets you apart from the other guys on this app is your pogo stick.
0: Yeah. Everyone has an in or something, right? That they bring to the world. So, <laughs> so I imagine this like, person- oh, I have
1: to bring this to this bar, this trendy Williamsburg bar we're meeting in. Clearly, she just wants to see this pogo stick that I have.
0: Well, imagine this conversation- Okay, the guy writes, "Hey, which one are you? You have so many friends." <laughs> the woman don't writes, ever do that. How
1: <laughs> much one are you?
0: The woman writes back, "I'll let you find out if you bring your po- your pogo stick to our first date." Wink. Then the guy's like, "Sounds great. Let's do it." So three com- three texts, and they're already dating based on that conversation. It's a. An- wow. It's also yeah. I okay. can imagine it being like how eight-year-olds date in kindergarten or something like that. It's like, check out my pogo Were stick. You eight and- years
1: old? Were you eight years old in kindergarten? Did did your mom <laughs> tell you that everybody in kindergarten was eight years old? No comment. <laughs> when uh, you're in- d- also, I had a pogo stick, by the way, growing up. I yeah, had- you
0: give off big pogo stick energy. Yeah, do I? She's just I hyper had long- and you can't concentrate. And you jump I'll around tell from...
1: You- My record on that pogo stick was six bounces. I could not get past six bounces. That was it.
0: I feel like that is pathetic.
1: Okay. (laughs) Let me just shout that out. That is a... Let me tell you something. Have you ever bounced on a pogo stick? I have not. It's quite difficult. It is very fucking difficult. Maybe I had a shitty pogo stick. I can imagine that I didn't have like the Olympic style pogo stick, but uh, it's it's pretty hard. If... You know how like
0: bull riding, you have to ride the bull for eight seconds and that's like you've done it. Yes, so pogo, pogo sticking, sticking is yeah. six or seven bounces and you've, you've done it.
1: I, I could probably go to the Olympics, to be honest. Yeah. On my pogo stick. Right. They have that, right?
0: You want to hear my first lyric? Yes, sir. All right. So I pulled this lyric from Chick and Stew, spelled yes. C-H-I-C space and space <laughs> S-T-U. Let me ask you, Let me ask because
1: in the intro, we, we talked a lot about some of this more serious matters of System of a Down, right? We, I had to bring up some of their uh, serious yes. points. But what was your... So you're, you put on... You open Spotify, double click, boom, chicken stew comes on. What goes on in your mind? Because this is not your world at all. And no. I really want to know, like, what, what is the first thing you play that's... Because I love... You mentioned how I played BYOB mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in the car on the way from the Jets game. And uh, personally, I find great enjoyment in playing metal for non-metal fans because the look on their face is like, what is this heathen devil? Also, I Mm -hmm. don't have, I don't look like a guy who's into this music. I also don't act like one. I think you look
0: like a guy who's into this music.
1: Okay, well, fuck you. (laughs) So what? (laughs)
0: Apparently that means something (laughs) bad to you.
1: It doesn't doesn't at all. So like what? All right. So you double click Spotify. Boom. What happens? What happens in your mind?
0: Um. Well, I read the lyrics before I played the song. So I read the lyrics and I was like, I had this image in my head. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then I put on the song and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I did not expect it to be read at or saying sung, saying whatever. I did not expect it to go at all like it did. So I was shocked. It's... Yeah, it's not my cup of tea necessarily. Like I don't see myself returning to System of a Down after this episode in the way that. certainly
1: not for everybody, and that's understandable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's like it's just so different than what I'm used to that my brain was like, Lucian, what are you doing right now? But (laughs) you know, there's there's other bands that we've done in this podcast that you were a really big fan of, and I didn't know growing up too, and I found enjoyment in those and maybe I'll return those a little bit more, but yeah, I don't see myself putting this on cause it doesn't cheer me up at all. <laughs> like it does. It kind of just is like so aggressive to me mm-hmm. that I am just sitting there like kind of shook and, um, just like, I kind of want to switch to something a little calming for me, but I do think, it's kind of wild to me in a fun way that this band is as big as they are and that they were embraced the way they are because their music is so interesting. It's it's very idiosyncratic and unique. And it's shocking to me in kind of a cool way that so many people were able to embrace this band that was theatrical and heavy and silly and political. So for that reason, yeah. I applaud them and give them a pat on the back and one Thumb up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and again, like I said, it broke my brain in eighth grade also because they yeah. were talking about, it was very clear that the song BYOB was anti-Iraq war, anti-Bush. Mm-hmm. And like that was around the time when I started to become aware of that stuff. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe that. Like they're, they're fucking saying this. This is crazy. So yeah. chicken stew.
0: In sixth grade, you're like, chicken stew. So Yeah let me say the lyrics first and this is a fun there's a like i just put a lot of lyrics and my excuse is that the lyrics are said so fast that like one line of system of a down goes by like in a blink of an eye mm-hmm. so the opening lyrics are ball games in the refrigerator doors close lights are out butter's getting hard so then i'll pause here and say butter's getting hard is just shouted in
1: the weirdest like (laughs) screamiest most aggressive way that might be their heaviest line (laughs) the heaviest delivery of any line they have because the way he says this is darren this is not surge by the way that's the guitarist darren screaming that and uh it is it might be the heaviest next to a couple there's like a couple other contenders there but that line is insanely delivered
0: It's so funny to me because butter's getting hard is not a line I ever expect to be shouted in that way. But also like this guy definitely has a thing for the softness in in the way his butter is served that he cannot (laughs) deal with this. (laughs) So then the lyrics, this is the part I really want to focus on. The lyrics go to, what a splendid pizza, pizza pie. Every minute, every second, bye, 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 bye. Then he says that again. Then he says, pepperoni and green onions, mushrooms, olives, chives. He says pepperoni and green onions, (laughs) mushrooms, olive chives. And then need therapy, therapy, advertising causes, need therapy, 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 advertising causes, need (laughs) therapy, therapy, advertising causes, therapy, therapy, advertising causes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So there's a lot going on. But I, it is a funny image. Like, okay, I don't understand any of this stuff about the butter. But then he just starts singing about pizza. And I'm like, all right, guy, what is happening in this song? And it's also, once again, the way he's singing about pizza is the most theatrical way ever. So I 100% imagine these men in, like, capes and long hair, like, in an opera in front of a theater, singing about, like, pepperoni. Because the way sure. he says pepperoni, he goes, like, pepperoni. And it's like... Wild pepperoni truly.
1: and green peppers, mushrooms, olives, chives, Yeah. <laughs>
0: and Then for him to just be like advertising, I need therapy. There's too much advertising. And it's just so funny. After listening to this lyric, I constantly text you need therapy. Yeah, I know. Anytime <laughs> like anything happens and I'm just like, I saw a commercial need therapy and it's like true advertising. Uh, I guess we take for granted, but it like, messes well, with I gotta a bit. say
1: advertising these days. I mean, it, you turn on, like, YouTube, you turn on, like, a sports game, any sports game, especially like a football game, though, and it's just, you are fucking slapped in the face 20,000 times with the same... I was watching an Islanders game last mm-hmm. night, shout out, let's go Isles, and, um... <laughs> Dude, it was the same three. I swear to fucking God, three commercials. And they were for, one of them was for Audi. One of them was for Lincoln, the car. And one of them was for, um, I think it was Buick. Shout and it was out just Audi, like Audi,
0: Buick, and Lincoln.
1: I'm not going to buy those fucking cars. And the more I saw it, the more I was like, I started to recite the commercials towards the end. And you could, I, I'm not joking. You could verify this with Mich- my girlfriend, Michelle, because. Uh, I, I started literally to say verbatim the commercials because and it was dry it was like a fucking hole in my brain.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of commercials, right? Uh, don't love them. It's kind of funny to sometimes realize that like television and and everything I want to do and and everything I love is literally exists just to prop commercials up. <laughs> like yeah. the the whole <laughs> act structure of television writing exists simply because commercials go in those spots. So yeah. you want to hold people's attentions. So when they go to commercial they're like I want to come back to the show. So that is wild to me. But I was thinking about what my favorite commercial is and I don't know when I'm going to ever have an excuse to talk about this commercial on this podcast. So here we go. The best commercial ever. You've probably seen it. It's a New York City local commercial and it is a delight, okay? Here's the commercial. I'm going to tell you what it is at the end. Aliens
1: that come to Earth, okay? Oh, oh my god. I know exactly I know exactly. <laughs> I saw this is an this is like years ago this commercial right when when we were like kids like every yes once yes in a while. yes but when we were like 8 right or like yes 10.
0: yes <laughs> aliens come to earth right <laughs> naturally the aliens are coming to earth and they're getting a message from their like leader alien to be like where are you guys come back to like the home planet and they ignore the message and do you know why the aliens are ignoring this message where do yes, you think do. they went Yes, I know they exactly went to Gallagher Strip Club. In Gallagher's New York 2000
1: City. is the name <laughs> of the strip club, and I rem- I know. i kn- a fucking. Oh my god! I can see it if I close my eyes. I see that commercial because that came on all, all the time when we were kids. That would come on like regular TV. It would be like CBS News at six, and it'd be like Gallagher's 2000. <laughs> And
0: yes, basically the the commercial is a bunch of aliens getting lap dances, ignoring their like commander to go back to their planet.
1: Now, here's the thing that I never thought of when I was a kid watching that. Why would aliens be sexually attracted to humans? Like, would you be sexually attracted to some kind of glip glorp alien figure? I wouldn't be. And if you are, you're fucked up.
0: You don't know that. You don't know what aliens look like. Um, i'm
1: not attracted to the aliens in that commercial i gotta say if it was reversed (laughs) i'd be like oh my god i'm getting out of here
0: um anyway i i I do think perhaps there is something to the root of the thesis of the song that advertising causes therapy (laughs) because that commercial has stayed with me my whole life and is that a good thing
1: do you think that (laughs) probably not uh, all right there's 8.5 8.5 million people in new york city and like yeah. 20 million in like greater new york do you think that somebody somebody in those 20 fucking million people watching that commercial some man was sees that commercial and is like honey uh i gotta go i uh i said i was going uh bowling with the guys i'm going bowling i'm gonna go don't go to the bowling alley i'm gonna go And any runs to gallagher's 2000 and he's just like Oh, my God. The whole way there, he's like, Gallagher's 2000, Gallagher's 2000.
0: Is he going there because he wants to see aliens and we've made content, contact? Yes. Or he just is like, so.
1: <laughs> like, it- The aliens are at Gallagher's 2000. <laughs> they've landed on Earth and they've come to this strip club in Long Island City, Queens.
0: It's like the end of.
1: I know where it is, too. That's the sad part. <laughs> it's in Long Island City, Queens, because they would say that in the commercial.
0: two more things it's like the end of oh man what is the spielberg alien movie um, close encounters of the third kind Uh, obviously et as well but it's like the end of close encounters of the third kind where everyone who's been touched by the aliens just descend upon gallagher strip them
1: (laughs) (laughs) i never thought that anybody would bring up i thought that was in the secret dark recesses of my mind
0: (laughs) no that (laughs) That commercial is iconic to me and the second thing is speaking of i remember there's always one strip club in long island city that i pass when i go into manhattan right next to like the ecuadorian embassy and i was always (laughs) like ah come on ecuador like we couldn't (laughs) like or maybe not embassy or something but i'm like come on we can't like class it up like slightly a little bit and like Maybe at it's least not their be near fault. It. somebody
1: built a strip club next <laughs> to the embassy
0: there's like i mean not you know not, i guess whatever let them do their thing but i was always like
1: oh. it's just like you don't want your like country what like, was it? it was a di- it was not gallagher's 2000 it could have been I, I don't know it might have been you might have passed gallagher's 2000
0: oh my god Anyway, give I'm me so a second we about that. All right, my second <laughs>
1: lyric. Yes, uh, my second lyric is from the song "Radio Slash Video,"
0: mm.
1: from the album "Mesmerize," uh, and the lyric is, "Hey man, look at me rocking out. I'm on the radio. Hey man, look at me rocking out. I'm on the video with Danny and Lisa. They take me away from the strangest places. Sweet Danny and Lisa." Mm -hmm. And (laughs) to me, this sounds like a local band, just like a random band who is just like not well known at all. They got on this Mm -hmm. like local small radio show. Then they were supposed to play a couple of songs. And instead they got so excited that this like, college radio station was featuring them that they mm-hmm. abandoned every song they were going to play and broke out into a musical about how excited they were to be on this radio show with Danny and Lisa. And Danny and Lisa break out into a dance number with them. And it's just this... Like if you were watching a, a musical about a local band making it big, like this would be the musical number where like, they first discover that they had talent on a local radio station. And everybody's just dancing. And it's a beautiful sight.
0: It's a cute lyric. It's a lyric, as you saw, made me go, aw. It is a lyric that I'm like, hell yeah, man, rocking out on the radio and rocking out on the video. That's great. What I have a question about is, where is this person singing the song located that Danny and Lisa take them away from the strangest places? That I have questions about. Mm.
1: Well where they were on drugs they were tripping out and danny and lisa were like we're here we're here everything's okay don't worry and they were like we wanted to be like the beatles and take acid before our big radio debut and they were like you shouldn't have done that but we're here don't worry and then they're like call an ambulance please
0: it could be that danny and lisa are basically the person's handlers and they're just a rock person god that does not realize does not know where they ever are and they're just like okay i'm on the radio now what's up (laughs) wtb23
1: or maybe it's like a shutter island type thing right Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. danny and lisa are the like the white guys in the white coats and the band is like the inmates at shutter island And so Danny and Lisa always have to like play into their imagination that they're in this big rock and roll show. And really they're like in straight jackets in an insane asylum. That's it. Okay. I think we broke down that lyric. Good. Great. See, we told you we would learn something here, folks. This is what you learn.
0: Um, So my second lyric comes from the song. I E A I A I O (laughs) from the album. Steal this album.
1: I have no idea. What I love that are. artwork by the way. And the name steal this album. It looks like like a bootleg CD. Cause this was, like I mm. said, this is the time of like the height of like LimeWire and like, I do like downloading. It.
0: I do like letters. the name steal this album a lot. It's a, v- it's, it's funny. like very fun. Yeah. So the lyric is a former cop undercover just got shot. Now recovered. A former cop undercover just got shot. Now recovered. Why? Fighting crime with the partner, Lois Lane, Jimmy Carter Fighting crime with a partner, Lois Lane, Jimmy Carter, and then it says siren. So I don't know if it's a siren noise or or if they say siren. I forget.
1: He goes, oh 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 oh. Okay, there we go. That's so siren.
0: a lot of questions. The first one is the fact that he goes that a former cop just got shot is now recovered. Why is very funny to me? As if he doesn't <laughs> understand maybe how medicine works or how doctors work, or 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 maybe he's just like, why did you save that person? Whatever. But the real thing I want to shout out here is fighting crime with the partner, Lois Lane, Jimmy Carter. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if you do not know who these people are, Lois Lane is Superman's uh, BFF, gal pal, lover, and, um, you know, he stands his, <laughs> his lover. And <laughs> Jimmy Carter is former president Jimmy Carter from yes. the 1970s, known for peanut farming and uh the
1: uh, iran hostage crisis yes <laughs>
0: um so interesting choice of people and i don't understand out of all the people on earth why you would pick former president jimmy carter and a <laughs> fictional character
1: well jimmy carter is the only person still is the only president still alive uh from that era like like reagan died the, all the presidents after him, besides Clinton, are dead. So Jimmy Carter is still kicking, man.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but like, I guess the question I have is: Who would, if you are a cop, who do you want on your beat? Lois Lane or Jimmy Carter? Who do you want as your partner? Let's call them well, at their <sighs> the height of their f- like physical ability versus Jimmy Carter now at like ninety five or whatever would not necessarily be a good
1: partner uh jimmy carter was uh a president right so he obviously was capable of some sort of uh being able to coerce public opinion right you have to be good at that to be president no matter who you are being able to maybe um Convince somebody that his way is right and their way is wrong, right? Lois Lane was a journalist, and journalists Mm -hmm. are very important. We stan journalists, okay?
0: We stan journalists on this podcast. Let's get that straight.
1: Yes. (laughs) But if there's – what I'm picturing right here is like a – you know the movie Dog Day Afternoon? Yeah. Okay. I'm picturing like a Dog Day Afternoon style. Like these guys are in a bank, and there's a a crisis – Right. And they have guns and the cops have the guns pointed at the bank and they're like, come out with your hands up. I think Jimmy Carter would probably be better at convincing the guys to come out with their hands up than Lois Lane because he was able to convince the country to vote for him.
0: I understand that. I also would say Jimmy Carter. However, I view this as a buddy cop situation. So I'm imagining okay. like an intro where I'm sliding across the roof of a car okay. and then Jimmy Carter slides across the roof of a car. Then like I punch a bad guy, then Jimmy Carter punches a bad guy. Whatever. We're saying like cop movie from the 70s. Well,
1: I don't think any... I don't think Lois Lane nor Jimmy Carter were known for their physical prowess.
0: So I pick Jimmy Carter. Simply because there's two things that I think are important. One is the novelty of former President Jimmy Carter being a random cop is kind of funny. If you like show yes. up for like you're getting pulled over for like a traffic <laughs> violation and you're and you're just like, oh, sorry, maybe this is saying too much. I am clearly very hammered driving because you are look like Jimmy Carter, former president.
1: And that makes no <laughs>
0: sense that Jimmy Carter, former president, would be a cop. But clearly before me is the man from from Georgia himself, the peanut farmer, the <laughs> president, the high stitch
1: crisis person, the man
0: who wanted the country to go to the metric system, Jimmy Carter.
1: Oh, we I, stand the metric system. On we stand the metric here, system.
0: Um, the second thing is former presidents have Secret Service protection. So I feel like if you're a cop mm-hmm. and Jimmy Carter is your partner, you're just like, you get. More you get more friends to hang out with, you know. And you know, Secret Service guys, they're probably a fun bunch. Think of the banter,
1: yeah. There would be, there would definitely be some good banter there.
0: Give me your third system of a damn lyric.
1: So, my third lyric is from the song Revenja on the album Mesmerized. And the lyric is simply, I saw her laugh, and then she said, Go away. And I think, what a, that is such a great, perfect lyric to put in a song. Why Mm. didn't anybody put this in the song before? It's so good. I saw, and the way he delivers it's just like, it's soft. It's one of the very soft moments of this band. And it's like vulnerable. And he's like, I saw her laugh. And then she said, go away.
0: I assume you like this lyric because it is incredibly relatable. You know, (laughs) maybe. So you're viewing it in kind of a sadder, not sadder context, but just like a rejected context. Another way you can view this is when you're with someone and you're having too much fun and they need to get work done and they're just laughing at all your jokes and they're like, go away. That that could be it.
1: That both of could those be are it. sad. Both of mine is sadder, but both but like what you're saying is a playful go
0: away. A go away, you're too much fun. <laughs> I need I have to do all now. this work done. <laughs> yeah, I papers are piled up. You are too much fun and I can't you're making me laugh too much. <laughs> Please go away for a bit.
1: The context of this song doesn't necessarily <laughs> say to me that this person that this woman was working in the moment where he (laughs) (laughs) also because it says it says i saw her laugh, which implies a voyeuristic view right Mm, he's not mm -hmm. laughing with her i didn't laugh with her and then she said go away i saw her saw like she's across the room and i'm staring at her laugh and then she walks over like 12 feet and it takes like four and a half seconds which is the longest four and a half seconds when an attractive (laughs) woman is walking over to you from the other side of the bar and you're like oh my god what is she gonna say and then she just simply stares in your eyes and says go away
0: Mm. okay maybe that's probably closer to the the lyric but um you know i'm always trying to look on the bright side over here
1: (laughs) go away what a poetic thing to put in a song
0: (laughs) please leave now Go Do you away. want to hear my third lyric?
1: I want you to go away. And also, I want to
0: hear your third lyric. Yeah, I want to hear your third
1: lyric.
0: So it's from the song Cigaro, or Cigaro, mm-hmm. from the album Mesmerize. And <laughs> strange lyric time. The lyrics are, can't you see that I love my cock? Can't you see... That you love my cock. Can't you see that we love my cock?
1: All right, theatrical too. (laughs) Yeah, he.
0: How does he deliver that? It's very. Can't
1: you see that we love my cock?
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you. I do love just this effort of like hypnotizing the listener to be like, (laughs) I love my cock. You love my cock. We. All love my cock. It's a very funny vibe to me, and it truly does read like hypnotizing. Like, you're going to say it enough, and you're going to go from me to us to all collective society loves it, and we're just going to go along with it.
1: Uh, My interpretation, for real, and especially when I first heard this lyric as a young man, was... It's anti-war, right? So it's about military having like a cock contest, right? Because there's another lyric in the song that Can't you see that my shit smells better than yours? Or yeah, something like that. And it's just like, especially, it's like the George Bush era Maybe Donald Trump era of like Our military is stronger Than yours we're gonna go invade Iraq can't you see that You love my giant Fucking bombs bomb Cock on your fucking middle eastern Cities And towns And as a a youngin I was like hell yeah this speaks To how much I hate The Bush administration Um, As an adult It also is very funny
0: Buddy, I have played enough civilization in my life to understand Uh this.
1: When you build in civilization in that video game and you take over armies, right? Do you say, Can't you see that you love my cock when you take them over? (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you i I'm glad.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's um Yes. (laughs) can't you see that we love my cock what a just like in a vacuum you know this is
1: the third (laughs) podcast where I'm gonna bring up the idea of the guy in the like Long Island guy in the bar being like hey am I causing a problem is am I cause can't you see that we love my cock my cock is out right now in the bar okay everybody loves it babe babe am I causing a problem they have to call security and he's his pants are down, he's blackout drunk. <laughs>
0: he's like <laughs> two thousand.
1: It's that Gallagher's t- <laughs> Yes, he's at the strip club. <laughs> and the stripper is like, you need to put that away. I'm calling security right now. And Jen, he's like, Am I causing a problem? Can't you see that we love my cock?
0: <laughs> we.
1: Alright. The whole me- Gallagher all the aliens, everybody.
0: <laughs> give me your um fourth. <laughs> Sewed lyric
1: Wow my fourth lyric already My fourth lyric is from the song Called Sugar Which might be One of their biggest songs of all time It's from their first album from 1998 Their self titled album And the lyric is I play Russian roulette Every day A man's sport With a bullet called life yeah, Mama called life. I feel like it's a bit of an exaggeration to play Russian roulette every day. You probably would have died by now before you got to write that lyric, okay? I just want to say that.
0: I do love the idea that someone's like, I had a tough day at the office. Like, <laughs> Carol's giving me shit about the tax returns being missing and I accidentally it Gerald,
1: Gerald is the worst at the office.
0: <laughs> yeah, just every... I. Just nothing's going good, and then your like partner is like, <laughs> rough day at the office. Listen, honey, I play Russian roulette every day with the bullet called life, honey. Okay, so you, oh, I got to deal with some tax things. I'm potentially suiciding myself every single day because of life, because of this She's bullet like, called life. Life is so hard, and you're like, yes i'm saying it's hard i had a rough day at the office and they're like and she's like you you
1: manage you manage a social media profile that has less than ten thousand followers it's not that stressful don't equate that with playing russian roulette he's like it's really hard to be a social media coordinator okay
0: do you view life as a bullet that can potentially end you every single day Because that is not a great view
1: of life. It's not a great view, but it is. But life is, you know, when you walk outside your front door, you can potentially die. The probability of you dying is low, but it's never zero.
0: Here's my version for a more positive outlook on life, which would be I play Russian roulette every day with a bullet that called life that is actually one of those bullets that clowns have in their gun when they pull the trigger flowers come out in a kind of a cute way or it says bang on a flag flowers okay not bang all right, all right. on a okay, flag okay. flowers did you not hear me i i heard you i fucking heard you <laughs> okay flowers just get that straight not bang <laughs> so i think that is a good bullet to play with every day that would be a bullet that i would enjoy you ever want to play
1: russian roulette one day
0: um, Russian roulette is one of those things that I just don't actually believe exists. <laughs> I feel like it's like over, it's overexposed in society. <laughs> it's in so many movies and so many things, and we're just like Russian roulette. And so have you, you walked heard into a?
1: A basement, a dark, grimy basement where a bunch of shirtless guys... I don't know why they're shirtless, but for some reason, when I picture guys playing Russian (laughs) Roulette... It's smoky. For some reason, when I picture guys playing Russian Roulette, they're shirtless. I don't know why. Okay? Because
0: it's too hot and smoky.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a (laughs) hot room. Anyway, you're telling me that when you walk into that basement, you were like... Immediately, you look at them and you're like, no. No, you can't be. You can't... No. Come on. Are you guys kidding me right now? I just...
0: Okay. I don't know anyone who's played it. All right. So here here's the thing. Help me believe in Russian roulette. So if <laughs> you've
1: no, 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 no. If, are you could have if you've played Russian roulette.
0: If you've ever played Russian roulette, please email us at lyricboyspod at gmail.com or find us on social media at the Lyric Boys and comment. Hey there, honey. I have played Russian roulette and I have lived and it's real. And I'm ready to share my story. Okay? And then I will believe that Russian Roulette is a real thing. Until then, I believe it's a device for fun moments or sad moments in movies. But side, sidetracked. <laughs> I hope I never get to a point in my life where Russian Roulette is something I have to play to feel something again. Because like that's pretty dark. There's other like really dangerous things you could be doing that are somehow less dangerous than Russian Roulette. You can start taking a car to a track and driving like 200 miles per hour straight at
1: I mean that's sort of the an equivalent of Russian roulette right and I mean it's not literally one bullet in a gun but you can die 200 miles an hour you're almost fucking flying at that point i i i went 110 miles per hour on the uh california 5 freeway i'm just gonna say it i'm admitting it right here i stole music from LimeWire, and i went 110 miles an hour okay fucking cops find me if you're a police officer i dare you come find me
0: i do love that you just use this moment in this podcast to be like that's right i sped (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to move on. I'm not even going to acknowledge that as a thing that you should be proud of. So I'm
1: sorry that I drove over 55 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> give
0: me... I mean, it's me. Hey, Lucian. Yes. Yeah, Lucian. Uh, give me your fourth lyric. <laughs> okay. So my fourth lyric is from the song Violent Pornography. Okay. <laughs> Big title. Love that song. And I love that song, dude. I will. I will say the lyric and then I will tell you what this lyric conjured up in my head.
1: Okay, I'm actually excited for, to hear that.
0: So this lyric is everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody fucks. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, everybody, everybody sucks. Everybody, everybody, everybody living now. Everybody, 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 everybody cries. Everybody, 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 everybody living now. Everybody, everybody dies.
1: All that's right, basically so, how the song. That's that's exactly how the first verse of the song goes.
0: Yeah, so we got everybody fucks, everybody sucks, everybody cries, everybody dies. So to me, this reminded me of everybody poops, because <laughs> it's just like one of those songs that you're like, listen, world, it's okay to fuck, suck, cry, and die, and it's okay to poop. So I would <laughs> like to see a version of the song or <laughs> it's just only everybody poops and you know,
1: i think I'd, that i'd like to see like a uh uh what is it like a sex addicts anonymous right there's like there's got to be that right because there's alcoholics anonymous there's got to be like yes, a sex addict yes, there is right there is. i'd love to see that book like it's like a picture book and it's like the teacher like in elementary school when she holds up the picture book and it's the name of the picture book is Everybody Fucks. And and the teacher is like, it's nothing to be ashamed. It's like a very soft, nice elementary school teacher. And she's like, Everybody fucks, everybody sucks. And everybody cries at the end of it. Okay? Nothing to feel ashamed about.
0: I can imagine a really confident and also insecure person listening to this podcast. I'm sorry, listening to <laughs> Wow. Listening to this song, for example. Just like I'm imagining some like let's just say stereotypical high school quarterback from a movie in the eighties where he picked on everyone, right? So that character, someone's <laughs> like, You should listen to system of down and then he listens to the song and he hears everybody sucks and he pauses the music and he's like, Hey I don't <laughs> fucking suck. I'm the king and that's it. That's that's yeah. the image. He just can't deal with the song where Everybody sucks.
1: Right. He has no other definition for sucks besides like an insult of you suck.
0: Yeah. He pauses, <laughs> he writes the system of Dan. He's like, this lyric should be everybody, everybody, everybody but Tommy Hendrickson, quarterback, Alabama, you sucks.
1: I, I definitely see that. I, I definitely see like this stereotypical school bully misinterpreting. Lyrics being like, bro, you saying you saying that I suck? You saying that I can't play Russian roulette every day? A man's sport? You saying I'm not good enough for that? Hey, babe, am I making a scene over here? Or uh, am I making a scene? Is everybody having a good time or what? That's my version of the high school bully because that those were the ones. And then he gets to everybody cries. He's like, <laughs>
0: no. what
1: am no. I? What am I? Some kind of not going to.
0: I'm not going to use derogatory language here. I like the idea that someone sings a song at karaoke and then, like, a bully grabs the mic and is like, Hold on, hold on, hold on. What you've heard is lies, okay? I don't cry.
1: I don't suck. I'm the king. (laughs) All right. Everybody but Joey Tabatino, okay?
0: (laughs) Give me your fifth and final sewed.
1: Ah, so sad. My final lyric is from um, Kill Rock and Roll from the album Hypnotize. Mm. And the lyric is, so I felt like the biggest asshole. Felt like the biggest asshole. When I killed your rock and roll, mowed down those sexy people. And uh, this is, what a, it kind of makes me think of like somebody insulting somebody else's taste in music okay and being like hey man i gotta apologize i feel like i feel like a really big asshole when i killed your version of rock and roll it mm-hmm. might not be my version but it's your version and that's okay
0: when i said the beatles was only a band for boomers and dummies <laughs> i uh, regret saying that i did not realize that you were a member of the Beatles. Um, he has
1: to tweet this out <laughs> and
0: i apologize uh M- mr ringo star <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all right peace and love peace and love
0: uh we eventually should do an episode that's the top 10 ringo tweets because they are hilarious.
1: Yeah, Ringo is is good on Twitter, and we're gonna do. We're obviously gonna do a Beatles episode. I think that it's a bit daunting to do just because I know I'm a huge Beatles fan. You're yeah, a huge too. Beatles fan. There's just too much. It might have to be a super sized episode. But
0: I was literally talking about digress. this yesterday, and I was like, I think if we were to do a Beatles episode, it's intimidating because what hasn't been said about the Beatles? Yeah. But I can see that being like episode 100 or some big thing or like our first live show or something could be a Beatles episode hmm anyway so kill rock and roll it's also the type of thing that's like huh so your co-worker comes into work and looking a little bit disheveled and you're like hey hey Gerald why what's wrong oh, and Gerald and we Gerald's love
1: Gerald like, on this podcast
0: <laughs> Gerald's like ah, I'm feeling like a little bit of an asshole so today. you're like oh no Gerald you you're so nice what did you do and you're like well I killed your rock and roll and I mowed down the sexy people. At that point, I am taking a step back from Gerald.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gerald, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you need to go to the hospital right now? Are you having a stroke? So I...
0: This is one of the songs I listened to and I also was thinking about this lyric... (laughs) <laughs> and this is this is the big left turn in what the song possibly actually means. So and you looked up a, the
1: meaning. I haven't looked. I, I don't actually know what the real the real meaning is.
0: I assumed it meant like your version of rock and roll as well. Like I like your enjoyment of old bands. You're like our rock and roll is so new and so different that how can you listen to like Chubby Checkers? Let's twist again, right? Because our music exists. Great so, song, by the way. Great song. Great song. Great twisted. So. Apparently, a surge or the other member of the band accidentally like killed a rabbit with his car backing up out of like his house. Holy shit! And the rabbit is rock and roll.
1: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) It's like that makes no sense in the sense (laughs) that if I were listening to the song, I would never assume rock and roll were a rabbit. But I wonder.
1: Yeah, it, it makes sense in this in the fact that. I neglected to mention, I think in the intro that, uh, in the writing of a lot of these songs, there were a lot of drugs. Okay. So mm. we got to take some of these lyrics with a grain of salt here. <laughs>
0: Pfizer squad pop up, <laughs> pop <off>. up. <laughs> um, interesting. That's very, uh, huh, well, I cool mean, just
1: them. like listen to the fucking lyrics. There has to be, right? There's, 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 there's no other explanation for like singing terracotta pie terracotta pie banana 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 terracotta banana terracotta 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 pie which is a lyric i didn't pick but it's (laughs) one of the lyrics from (laughs) from the album hypnotize where i'm like huh yeah that just sounds like lsd
0: (laughs) that's right i do drugs every day (laughs) drugs called life
1: Do you think rabbits are rock and roll? I mean, they live out in the wild with, like, the squirrel, the, like, scrappy-ass squirrels. You see a rabbit sometimes, and you're like, damn, that motherfucker is rock and roll.
0: I will say you and I went to the Bronx Zoo somewhat recently and we had a traumatizing time in the penguin exhibit when they were just (laughs) yelping like crazy and shrieking and then two penguins were just having (laughs) really loud aggressive sex and we were like hypnotized by this. So to me right now based on that traumatizing moment we had where we just saw penguins living their best lives. I think penguins are the most rock and roll. Okay. Anyway, do you want to hear (laughs) Do you have a fifth
1: lyric? I do want to hear your fifth lyric, yeah.
0: My fifth lyric is from the song Old School Hollywood off the album Mm -hmm. Mesmerized. Mm -hmm. The lyric is, Old School Hollywood, baseball. Old School Hollywood, baseball. Tony Danza cuts in line. Old School Hollywood, washed up (laughs) Hollywood. Standing in the sun, I'm wasting my time. Old School Hollywood, washed up Hollywood. Old School Hollywood, baseball. So, a lot of things. One is just baseball coming in out of nowhere to be part of the song. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny to me. But I think Tony Danza is the only celebrity mentioned in the
1: song. And I got to know. Cause Jack, Girardi. Just like, Jack Girardi is mentioned. I don't know who he is. Mm, okay. I feel like something happened
0: to, to these. I think Tony Danza absolutely cut off System of a Down in Line for them to... Choose to rake him over this,
1: you know. Like, they, you know, you said you looked up the meaning to uh, kill rock and roll. I looked up the meaning to this song, okay. And can I tell you what it is?
0: Let me let me speculate a little bit longer, okay? I I want you to speculate,
1: yeah, 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 because you're way off. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, you might not be that far off. Keep going, keep going.
0: Well, what I was like, Tony Danza is like probably just it was just such one random celebrity who's cutting in line i can imagine tony danza listening to the song being like
1: oh me (laughs) like why me he's like oh boy the new system of a down album (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) what why was i i gotta get my lawyers on the
0: phone (laughs) tony danza like removes the cellophane wrapping of his vinyl record he tweets out i just want to lifts up the vinyl he's like ah yes mesmerized the I've always been dying to listen to this. And he puts that on his turntable, gets a glass of whiskey, and then gets disappointed.
1: So he reaches out to his... He he tweets. He's like, I just want to say System of a Down's allegations against me are false.
0: (laughs) So two more things before we get the real meaning. The other one is to say... Washed up Hollywood. So not only is Tony Danza the same sentence of cutting a line, but also right after that is washed up Hollywood. So Tony Danza is getting a lot of shit in the song. Second,
1: (laughs) Tony Danza
0: has like a nice little meatball meat store in Little Italy that he saved from the brink of closing this like hundred something year old like um, butcher shop. And every year, Tony Danza serves up meatballs at the San Gennaro Festival. So can he really be that bad if he's saving the shops? Tell me. All right? Tell me the real meaning.
1: All right. So the real meaning. You want to know the real meaning?
0: Yeah. I, I, I've said that. As
1: Darren Malachian was okay. in a Hollywood baseball game at Dodger Stadium with okay. Tony D'Anza and Frankie Avalon.
0: Okay.
1: And he spent he literally spent the day literally playing baseball with Tony D'Anza and Frankie Avalon. And this is a quote from Darren Malachi. And he says, that was the day I spent playing baseball with Tony Danza and Frankie Avalon, who are mentioned in the song. I came home and I was so shocked by the situation I was just in. It was surreal, but it was a dream that wasn't a happy dream. It was kind of dark. I wouldn't say it was a nightmare, but it was weird. (laughs) I came home. I took a shower, eventually picked (laughs) up a guitar and that song came out of me. (laughs) Just, just hearing that he was with Tony Danza and was like, it wasn't exactly a nightmare, but it kind of was. <laughs> so Tony Danza meanwhile funny.
0: comes home and is like, "Oh, I had a good time. I played some catch with a guy, this member of this band." Yeah.
1: That's yeah, it. He was an LA native. He told me he grew, born and raised in LA. Had a good time with him. And Darren comes home and he's like, "I think I just need to take a shower."
0: So Tony Danza may have listened to the song and be like, "Ah, oh, those guys I played catch with wrote a song about it." Let me see. Yeah. And they're like washed up Hollywood, and he's like, "Wow." That's the last time I play catch with anyone not in my immediate circle.
1: It was the 45th Hollywood Stars Night at Dodger Stadium, hmm. and That's for some reason, line. Darren Malaki of System of a Down was invited. It's
0: like when Butler at the of Arcade Fire at the NBA Celebrity All Star Game. Oh yeah, we cleaning up and killing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it, like yeah. If Arcade Fire wrote a song that was like. Kevin Hart washed up, cuts in line. And you feel
1: like, oh my god. They just, you played basketball with Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> and it. then he, he's like, I just had to take a shower after talking to that guy. <laughs> That's basically what Darren Malakian said. And I don't know what to make of that. Because <laughs> Tony Danza does seem like a sweet man.
0: Yeah. I guess uh, if you have played catch with Tony Danza or Darren and please tweet us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were involved in the forty-fifth Hollywood Stars Night at Dodger Stadium, please tweet at us. Thank you.
0: All right. So look at that. That those were <laughs> those were our five system of a down lyrics each. Our ten <laughs> system of a down lyrics. We did five each.
1: Do the math.
0: Yes, King. So 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 so. This is the very exciting part of the podcast where Andrew and I take like a minute or two to come up with our own version of a system of a down lyric so these will be lyrics that are made up on the spot and we want them to sound like they could fit in in any system of a down song so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna do it right now
1: i'm gonna take a lot of drugs for this
0: (laughs) so this comes from the song zoo Okay, that's the name of your
1: song?
0: Okay, I'm naming my made-up system of a down song Zoo. And these are the lyrics that I just came up with in the last like 30 seconds, two minutes, whatever, on the spot. Aggressive rhino Say goodbye Oh, why did they take my keys away? I just wanted to say hey, but car crash, splish splash I guess volvos can't swim. So sad too bad Never got to ride him. So many penguins, too many penguins, drowned many penguins. I am a penguin. There you go.
1: Well, you know, here's the interesting thing that I, I just realized as you were saying those lyrics is that with this band, you can really go in any fucking direction you want. There is no, there is no like confining walls or space to the things that you can say. And I kind of think you nailed that gotta say i think you nailed the idea of like i'm just gonna let my brain explode onto the page right now
0: the world is system of a downs oyster so i just chose to live in that oyster house truly that's the saying right yeah i uh, do you understand the the deepness of my lyrics though do you understand what happened or was it confusing
1: uh you want to say it again because no i genuinely did i'd heard penguins at the zoo go ahead go ahead
0: so, the, the song Zoo that I created in the stylings of System of a Down. The lyrics are Aggressive rhino, sad goodbye. Oh, why did they take my keys away? I just wanted to say hey, but car crash, splish splash. I guess Volvos can't swim. So sad, too bad. Never get to ride him. So many penguins, too many penguins, drown many penguins. I am a penguin.
1: So this guy was on his way to a zoo and he got into a car accident and his car fell into like a lake or something and he was sad that he never got to see the penguins and then he felt like a penguin because he was coming out of the water. Am I I on the money there?
0: You're wrong. You're close, but you're wrong. What I was intending was this man drove into the zoo to ride a rhino. Instead, he accidentally ran over and killed a bunch of penguins and got his car (laughs) stuck in the water.
1: So he drove his car into the zoo
0: yeah and killed the penguins and so he's sad he never got to ride the rhino so he empathizes with the creatures that he killed and he is a penguin did he live did he die who knows
1: uh i feel like he's alive still because <laughs> i you can't have been going that fast to get into the zoo i mean like the entrance to the zoo is is made for people not cars so he had to been going kind of slow to try and you know get maneuver through those <laughs> gates
0: This guy goes to a bar. He's like, "Hey, babe, you see that uh, story on the news about that man who killed all the penguins? That's me." Anyway, (laughs) give me your made-up soda lyric. I
1: brought my pogo stick too. Check it out. (laughs) Uh, My made-up lyric is called "Pork Chops," (laughs) and it goes, "Love it. Never wanna, never wanna, never wanna die. Always gotta, always gotta, always gotta cry." We took the land, we fucked it, and now we're coming for you. We took your land, we fucked it, and what are you going to do? I want to buy a Jeep, you motherfucking creep. I want to buy a Jeep. Pork chops are good to eat.
0: <laughs> I like that a lot because there's clearly messages of colonialism. There's yes. messages of consumerism. There's messages of, of um, food industry, whatever, we love it. Our resources are limited, so there's messages get, of
1: colonialism and also my real life desire to buy a jeep.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Which I appreciated that. Also, you do not know this, but I eat an incredible amount of pork chops last week. So this is just a fortuitous moment in my life. So Amazing. can you? <laughs> not fortuitous. Serendipi- Serendipitous. Sure. Serendipitous. We'll, no go right it. It. we'll go with huh? it. We'll go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Give me your lyric for your made up song uh, "Pork Chop" by sewed.
1: Oh, you want it again? Yeah. we got to always do it twice. Never want to, never want to, never want to die. Always got to, always got to, always got to cry. That cadence is taken straight from. uh, Oh,
0: absolutely lifted, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, We took the land, we fucked it, and now we're coming for you. We took your land, we fucked it, and what are you going to do? I want to buy a Jeep, you motherfucking creep. I want to buy a Jeep. Pork chops are good to eat.
0: I do like it. <laughs> I, would, I, I would believe that's a lyric.
1: Topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you really would. Because it kind of sounds like what yeah. they would say. Yeah.
0: All right. So, hey, you just listened to a full Lyric Boys episode. So you're well on your way to becoming a Lyric Boys content hound. So what is the way to become a true Lyric Boys content hound? Question we all ask the way to become a lyric boys content hound is to follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on any podcast platform. And that way you won't miss a lyric boys episode because you'll always know when we drop an episode. So you can always listen to the lyric boys, therefore becoming a lyric boys content hound. It is a free thing to do and it makes you feel great. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok. And we are at The Lyric Boys. You can send us messages. We'll read them. We'll talk to them. Sometimes we read them on the pod. And if you really want to DM us, we are most likely to respond on Instagram. Okay? Because other platforms confuse us. But Instagram confuses <laughs> us a little bit less. So that is The Lyric Boys. I am on Twitter at NYC Lucian. And listen... Go check out Beats Per Minute. They are hosting the podcast. So that's at beatsperminute.com. And I believe Andrew is sitting there in the background listening to the song, thinking it laughs, and he wants to talk about it. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Well, if you like this song, ladies and gents, uh, I, ra- I, I made it. I wrote it. I am the main compositor of the song. Call me what you will. Call me a savant for making a song such as this <laughs> uh and i'll take that i'll take it but all i gotta say is that if you like it go to freelancerbandny.bandcamp.com or freelancer in soundcloud or go to google.com slash google and type in freelancer or you know what just don't even fuck. don't don't bother but anyway, if you do bother, I got some demos there. I got some other songs. They're good. They're if you like this, you'll like those.
0: The Lyric Boys once again proving that we simply cannot tell people to follow us on social media or subscribe <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> without going on the strangest little tirades. Am I right? But hopefully that's what you love, and that's why you want to become a Lyric Boys content hound, and that's why you want to subscribe. We got weird. Anyway, points. I am gone. Okay, I'm done. I'm leaving this episode because it's over. And I'm Lucian Flores and I'm out. Andrew, are you out as well? I'm out. Okay, Lyric Boys, Content Hounds, have a lovely rest of your day. Goodbye.
1: So long and good night.